Proud to announce our new sponsorship with anothergreatadventure.com, the official travel agency of Annie Up Consulting. Let me tell you all about anothergreatadventure.com. It's your premier site for traveling. They have cruises, luxury travel, food and wine tours, event tickets, and more. Uh, this is the place you want to go. For all my sporting event fans, you want to go to the World Cup? How about this season's Super Bowl? The Masters, the Final Four, World Series, Kentucky Derby, anything you want, anothergreatadventure.com can get you there. You all should check them out, especially now for their Black Friday sales. Call the number there, email them, um, get everything you need as the travel season picks up. So it's time to pack your bags and travel with anothergreatadventure.com. Consultant presents What's the Line podcast brought to you by anothergreatadventure.com. I'm your host, the meticulous Mark P. Got all my guys with me, the core four back again, season four. It's it's perfect, gentlemen. Rome, people's champ. How you feeling this week, Rome? This season, ready to go 2022 pro football. Let's get it underway, baby. We're going for uh, over 65% this year. That's the goal collectively as a group and individually. So let's get it done. All right, let's get it done. Rome, over 57% last year, best bet. So I think he hit 60, though. I'm just trying to be a little. I think he hit 60. So At one point, I was, I was over 60, and it came down towards us last week. So i got to finish strong and stay consistent this year. All right, we got Papa Keese. Keese, how I you see. feeling, man? How you doing today? Oh, we feeling good. You know, this season this is a big season for the Antioch boys. We definitely we definitely going coming in strong. We going. Yeah, doing a lot of different things, uh, if you all don't know. Um, we'll get to that in a second, though. Sound man, fans, fan, how you feeling today? How you feeling this season? We back. Yeah, uh, I'm feeling good. I'm actually overjoyed, man. Like football is here. It's been a long eight months. You know, season four is upon us, man. Let's get it, man. Football is definitely here. We ain't. Y'all. I mean, we. I definitely think. Uh, you know, we already Thursday night football. That's already been covered. If you all haven't listened. Um, but yeah, once again, it's What's the Line podcast brought to you by anothergreatadventure.com. And let's get right into the slate, gentlemen. Um, you know, some games are going to go through quickly. Some games are going to get more in depth. This is yeah. your first time listening. Uh, we just go over all the games on the NFL slate, uh, minus a couple. Uh, but we go over all those games, tell you our leans, our likes, our best bets, our teaser picks. Um, all of us, and collectively, over 60%. The last few years um so we're going to continue to do that continue to be great and uh make you money so uh let's get it started gentlemen first game on the board sunday the falcons are at home catching five and a half plus five and a half versus the saints saints land five and a half rome i'm gonna start with you you know you're in eight town tell me what you feel about this game uh five and a half total is 44 and a half 
Yeah. Um, so so this this year obviously is supposed to be a down year for the Falcons or a better year than last year, but but still not a playoff type of year. But I just want to talk about the line here at five and a half and just kind of put it into perspective as to what that means in week one and what we saw last weekend, last year, week one with lines like five and a half. So uh last year, uh Tennessee Titans at home, week one, five and a half against the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals come in and we know what happened there. That was kind of the momentum driver. And kind of what propelled them to get a fat, get off to that fast start like they did. That line was five and a half. And that, that that Cardinals team, if you remember last year, I was pretty low on that team. I was pretty low on them all the way up until about week four. You know me, I had to buck the trend all the way until I was proven otherwise. So I was probably on the wrong side longer than I should have been with those Cardinals last year. They got off to a fast start. No one thought the Cardinals would, would even compete in that division last year. Remember that? Remember last year it was it was... It was it was kind of Rams, Niners, Seahawks type of thing. Niners were supposedly coming back healthy. All that said, Cardinals handled business five and a half. Here go the Falcons, five and a half. Okay, so I, I think this is a Falcons team that's going to be obviously better on offense just with Kyle Pitts and Drake London. Uh, you know, adding some extra you know size and uh, capabilities out there on the outside. Right. But then also, I think Arthur Smith is a little bit more, you know, grounded in that position as a head coach now. He has one year under his belt. Last year was his first year. We obviously don't like betting with first-year coaches, but this is not a first-year coach anymore. So, I, you know, catching five-and-a-half points at home in division. We talk about division games week one, 68% against the spread going back to, don't quote me, going back some years. So, you know, I'll, I'll stay with that trend as a guy who usually fades trends. I'll ride with this trend here. 68% dog at home week one in the Falcons plus five and a half. All right. Uh, looks like we got some lean uh, agreement with Soundman. Talk to me, Soundman. You lean Falcons? Yeah, I'm leaning Falcons here. I'm going to be very transparent up front right here, right now. All right. Week <laughs> one for me, I really don't have much for a lot of these games, right? There's a, there's a huge, a lot of, lot of home guys that are dogs right now. Falcons are one of them. This uh, lends to Rome's point he just made about these home dogs. Uh, but there's a ton of them in week one, and particularly this week one. I don't remember this many home dogs, but nonetheless, I really don't have too much. It's a division game. I have nothing for the Falcons. They are supposed to be a little bit better, but they still stink. I really don't know what we're getting from the Saints. I mean, the Saints are a very well-coached team, but this guy, Jameis, I don't know. I don't know. Last time we seen him 30 for 30, um, five and a half. I'm really not going <laughs> to trust the Saints too much here um so i'm just gonna lean falcons here i really like their corner i forgot his name but you know he's <laughs> pretty Terrell. tough aj Terrell. Terrell's very tough here so you know shut down one of these guys michael thomas is out here barely gonna play you know those guys you know gotta get your chemistry right um i'm gonna lean falcons here just because i don't got too much for week one man. you're back in mid-season form the way you talk <laughs> i'm i'm here baby i'm ready <laughs> all right and that sound man a fans fan papa keys tell me what you think about this game uh, so it's definitely a, a lean either way for me. Uh, I, I kind of teeter teeter. I initially I had I had the Falcons in this game uh, for a lot of the reasons that uh, Rome already initially pointed to. It's a division game, um, and the home team, you know, is, is a dog. Uh, two teams that I, I'm not expecting either team to honestly be wanting to be laying uh, an entire touchdown um, versus any team. But when I the more and more I thought about it, um, and more I just thought about like. You know what are my expectations for these two teams going into this year uh and i don't see how the falcons i mean i see how they, they're trying to put pieces in place but they're definitely rebuilding we're talking about a team who has a quarterback change and possibly i think most would agree a downgrade so but we were already uh counting matt ryan as like a, a bottom a lower tier quarterback hey, hey, hey. 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> 20, 2021, 2022 Matt Ryan, we're talking, not, not MVP Matt Ryan by any stretch last year. That's not what we saw. Um, obviously, his weapons got depleted for other reasons. Um, and, you know, they look, they added a couple more weapons, but I don't think they really did enough to, like, bolster their run game or, or really compete with what I'm, I'm assuming this Saints defense is still is still another elite unit in the in the league. Um, there's still question marks with their with their offense. They got Michael Thomas back, but I just, when I look at these two teams, I see more pluses in the Saints' favor, and I just don't see the Falcons going anywhere. Week one, I, I lean with the Saints to cover, but, uh, you know, I, I really, I'm not putting too much into this game. This is, a, you know, I'm going to be more <laughs> evaluating these two teams to look for stuff than, you know, looking to play the side here. For sure. Yeah, quickly, it's a lean with me with the uh, the Saints. Um, I don't want to back the Falcons right now. A lot of new things going in. Uh, Deion Jones, I believe, is on the injured reserve to start the year. Um, that's yeah. their, you know, their star <laughs> linebacker. So I, I just think it's going to be tough. I don't, I'm not going to bet on this this team. Uh, I don't think I'm going to bet on this game, but I may lean more towards the Saints and I may become more of a like as I dive more into it. But right now, um, it's just a lean for me on the Saints. Uh, I don't got too much for this game. However, a game that I have a lot of stock into. We'll get to in a minute. Let me know. <laughs> so there are two games right here. Which um, division dog would you rather catch the points with here on the road? We got the Steelers catching six and a half at the Bengals. And we got the Patriots catching three and a half at the, Patri uh, at the Dolphins. I'm going to start with me. I have a like and a best bet on the Patriots plus three and a half. How oh, did I already know this? That's <laughs> surprising. So, I, oh yeah, give us a Bill Belichick spill. If you guys remember, about a week or so ago, um, I was just like, "Oh, I got a best bet. I'm ready to go." <laughs> so that was going to be on the Dolphins minus the two points, two and a half points. I was feeling it, but then all of a sudden, it goes up to three, and it goes up to three and a half. And now I'm just wondering, like, what has happened? Like, what's happened so much that, you know, this line has gone up? Has there been any key injuries? Has someone retired? Has, you know, a coach, you know, got fired? Anything like that? Nothing has happened. Nothing has happened at all. But when I watch this line, it's just gone up over a key number of three. It's at three and a half now. We all know how division dogs have been profitable, um, you know, in week one uh, over the past 10 or so years. So I'm going to ride that train. I'm not even, I haven't even mentioned Bill Belichick yet. But when you got all summer, all year to prepare for this team in week one, and you just lost against them in week one last year, I think you come out prepared. The team has been there since Monday, getting uh, acclimated to the humidity. Um, mm -hmm. And they're going to come out prepared. And I think they're going to win this game outright, or they're definitely going to cover the three and a half. So best bet by me, I would rather catch the three and a half with the Patriots than the six and a half with the Steelers. Wrong. What do you think? Yeah, I'm actually on your side on that one. I was just. Um, yeah, I just think the Miami Dolphins are getting a little bit too expensive for a product that we haven't seen yet. And I think there should be, you know, some caution there in terms of trying to back the, the Dolphins week one. We obviously know Belichick will have those guys ready to go. We saw what we saw in preseason, right? And I think that's an overreaction in terms of what the Patriots were not able to do on offense. Matt Patricia calling plays. Somehow, some way, you know that'll be figured out with the guys in, in, in blue and navy blue this weekend, catching that three and a half. They'll be down there ready to go. Um, and like I said, I mean, this goes back to this, this Dolphins team that, that finds themselves right back into that playoff conversation in terms of pressure, which is the same conversation they had after, you know, when when Brian Flores was the head coach there. So this this 
this it's been a revolving door in terms of players and who's producing down there in South Florida. And I think the consistency with uh, the guys in blue in New England coming down, I mean, this is the second year after they went and got that big free agency grab last year, with the tight end, Hunter Henry, and, uh, you know, the wide receiver, uh, and then, you know, Matt Judon, those type of additions. You know, in year two of Bill Belichick's system, I think they'll be ready to go more so than they were week one of last year. Give me the Patriots plus three and a half on the road. All right, sound man. What do you think about this one? A fans fan. Kinda kinda disappointed in you here, man. You always point out something about the AFC North and the divisional games and all of this type of stuff right here. On the road, especially. Um, and here you go. You got those guys, these Steelers catching six and a half. Rome said the word pressure. Um, you would think these Bengals coming off a of Super Bowl might have pressure. They just got announced they're about to get new facilities and all this shit, man. Like, we got to run it back. They're not even projected to win their division coming off the Super Bowl. So that sounds like they might have a lot of pressure. And here you go, having your arch rival, these Pittsburgh Steelers, coming into their home with all of this on their back. Steelers got house money to play with. Bengals are supposed to win this game. Yeah. Um I'm going to ride with the Steelers. Again, I have nothing for neither one of these games because it's week one. I have nothing for it. But out of the two, because I'm not fading these Patriots in Miami. Granted, they have been there since Monday. But you're it's not always fading them or you're not playing them? What are you, what are you uh, saying? Nah, I'm not. I'm not let, me, let me say this. I'm not feeling the Patriots in Miami for the week one simply because the Patriots always have an issue in Miami. And I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take the AFC North dog on the road that we constantly talked about for every season we've had, and if I had to pick between the two, I'm taking the Steelers in that instance. Give me them Mitchell six, plus six Trubisky. That's and I do not I like him. I do not like him at all. I guarantee that's you, all I do, that's, that's not my guy. But there's a lot of pressure on these guys back, man. So MVP Mitch. Hey, hey right, before so, we throw us to yep. Keith, I do actually have a play on that uh, Dolphins-Patriots game. I know we're kind of brushing over it. The total's at 46. Give me the under on that. Um, I've already played that, actually. So... That, that's that's the real angle. And then, uh, obviously, as you said, at three and a half. But I'm on the under 46 right there in division week one. All right. And to touch on what Salman did, uh, yeah, the entire AFC North under their current regime are all, um, you know, profitable against the spread over 56%, um, you know, as, as roll dogs. The Steelers are 32, 22 and one against the spread under Mike Tomlin as roll dogs. Um, Dolphins eight and three against the spread, home fave the last four years, but new coach, new defensive coordinator, Keith. Which one would you rather? Uh, which uh, division dog would you rather have it? It's honestly an interesting question because uh, I would say uh, the simplest terms is I would rather uh, back the Patriots, but I actually lean with the home team and the points in both situations. Uh, funny enough, I was I was a little bit like leaning towards the Steelers initially, thinking about it, just very. Like brushing over analysis, but then I think of, I, it's more a play that I, I'm going to try to do throughout the season, which is like kind of fading the Bengals. Once the price gets too high, I feel like that Super Bowl run is definitely going to be, especially early in the season, going to play into the lines. But in this one in particular, I'm looking at it and we look at just the last three meetings with these two teams. The Bengals have covered this six and a half points, uh, um, and in a couple of the games, uh, pretty clearly. So when I look at it like that, um, and just uh, the injuries on the outside that the Steelers are dealing with, uh, new quarterback there as well. Uh, I guess I, I feel more more comfortable um, back in the Patriots against the Dolphins. Is less points. Um, they getting less points, but um, it's really split hands with me. I actually like the home team in both of these games. 
All right, so there we go. Looks like we're a little split there. Roman and I would rather catch a three and a half with the Pats. Soundman is saying no way, and Keith would rather lay the points in both instances. All right. Um, looks like so much kind of run around here, but Keith, it looks like you have a like on the 49ers land seven against the Bears. Talk to me, uh, Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Yes, sir. Sunday afternoon. I had to like something. Uh plant my flag <laughs> in the ground somewhere. You know, and I, I'm obviously gonna play my flag in the ground that the Bears are gonna suck this year. Uh, I don't think that's like a hot take by any stretch. I don't think that's a hot take by any stretch. Uh, uh, and I think they're definitely going to suck early. They're hoping that they that they get some stuff going around later in the year. But I, I'm riding this this 49ers. The only thing that's wor worrying me is the flat seven. It's always scary uh, on the road as well. Um, you're not really looking to to beat it to beat a team's ass uh, more than that. Like if you're already if you're already winning, you're going to win. So. Um, if they if, if they're not like looking like they're clearly covering in the third quarter, I'm gonna, it's gonna feel feel terrible like a bad bet. But <laughs> <laughs> there's no way I'm gonna do anything but uh, not like uh, teams playing against the Bears until they show me otherwise. Right now. Okay, so I, I would you know I just want to piggyback since we can knock two games out the way here. There's two teams, two lines that are gonna be seven. You got the Bears at home catching a seven against the 49ers, and then you also got the Jets catching a seven at home against the Ravens. Which seven would you rather catch? Would that you need be the Jets? Give me the Jets all day. Yeah, it would be the Jets for me, too. Um, I mean, I don't have a problem laying seven on the road if it makes sense week one, and oftentimes it doesn't. But in this instance, I think it does. You have all the things that would lead to thinking that it would be a good cover for a 49ers team here going on the road in week one. You got Kyle Shanahan, the run game that's going to travel week one. We know Trey Lance. We don't, well, we don't know we're going with Trey Lance, but good thing we have a run game in the 49ers. And then you go on the flip side. We got first-year head coach in, in, in Chicago. Still a young quarterback, first year in the system. Basically, no proven targets on the outside to get the ball to. So I think we're catching a kind of a cheap seven, really, here week one with the 49ers. And on the flip side, I think I'd rather catch seven at home with the Jets uh, just because of all the uncertainty of what's going on in the backfield right now on and off the field with the uh, Ravens. Uh, we know their defense will show up, but the Jets, you know, we got yeah. Flacco. I think we get some consistency there. Whether it's good or bad, it's consistent. I don't think we're going to get too much craziness. I think it'll be pretty safe. So I don't mind catching seven with the Jets. Yeah, it's funny that you bring up, you know, the uncertainty with Lance um, because we're looking at two second-year quarterbacks. Um, we've seen more out of fields, and it's more of what we do not want to see um, coming in with Lance. When you really – I know it's a small, very small sample size, sample size, and it wasn't particularly pretty. It was a little ugly. But when you look at what Lance did in that little bit of time that he got last week, he was pretty uh, effective in terms of the overall offensive output. They didn't necessarily take – uh, a step back. Um, so I think that, I think really when the 49ers just decided like, that this is their guy, they're going to plant that flag as well. Um, I don't know. Just looking at the, this game, particularly uh, the quarterback situation, I don't, I'm not going to give it a positive to the Bears at all. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, definitely in this case for me, I would rather catch the seven with the Jets. We talked about the Ravens last year. I used to always point them out. Averitt, you know, you look at them, you throw at them, you know, they gave mm -hmm. up a lot of uh, yards to, you know, um, quarterbacks and pass catchers last season. The Ravens did. So um, I would definitely rather catch. They were 32nd in the league. They were the worst team in the league last season. Um, so that's a lot to try to improve within, um, you know, however many months. So I would rather catch that seven with the Jets, um, you know, as long as they can protect Flacco. So if, if, if that was the instance, I would do that. But Sal, man, it looks like you disagree. 
I do disagree here. Uh, I wasn't ready for the, the two-part question here. So I'll, I'll start with what I most believe in first. All right, I've seen this board. I think this is um, whatever MVP season Lamar had when it was week one, it was like 50-something to whatever. I in Miami, 56 to zero. I see, the, I see something like this in uh, East yeah. Rutherford here on Sunday. I think Lamar goes out here, all this contract talk, and I think he just torches these guys. Let me start by saying that. So I would love the seven on the road. I actually do love it. I would play that. I'm going to pull um, a rabbit out of out of Rome's hat here when he has a game and he says he doesn't like this side, but he likes to play. For some random reason, fans fan reason here for me, I really like the over in this Niners and Bears game. Is that 40 and a half? I feel like this is going to be that dumb game on Sunday where teams are just like somehow scoring points. I feel like this might be one of those fun games and you look up and it's like 35 to 31 or some stupid Young shit. Young like dynamic that. quarterbacks, right? I, can see I don't that. even I don't even know. Like I really like the over here. I have nothing for the Niners uh minus 7 obviously, you know, I love the NFC West, but I have nothing for that. No Kittle as well. Uh, but I can just see like a high scoring stupid game here. So I really like the over here. Um and I would take you know, of the, of the two, give me the Ravens uh, minus seven on the road. All right, quickly wanted to note 49ers under head coach Kyle Shanahan, eight and eight against the spread as a roll fade, one and four against the spread opening games. Uh, we know they, they were uh, laying eight, was it eight and a half last uh, year, week one? You know, I caught the seven and a half, but you know, not all of us could get there to, to the book so early, right? So uh, I cashed out, but that was a tough L. One and four opening games against the spread, the 49ers under Kyle Shanahan. All right. This game is the most interesting to me, uh, at least with the line. Line hasn't moved. Eagles minus four at the Lions. Total of 48 and a half. Sound, man, I'm at you first. What do you think about this game? Your man, Dan Campbell, 11 and six against the spread as a head coach. It's really fucking good, isn't it? Um, yet again, um, another <laughs> home home dog. Um I'm not hey, trying to hey, get Hey, he might get that sweetie soon. He keep doing that. He deserves it. Um, I really don't want to get too caught up in the hard knocks. Personally, this is like the first year of hard knocks, though, that I did not like what I saw. Like, I don't think they might be worse than what they were last year, personally. And they only won three games. Like, I'm not even feeling what they did last year, but this game has been very weird. I've been talking to all my Eagles fans. I don't like the bravado and the hype that the Eagles are getting this year, 11 and 6, 12 and 5. Like, I don't see it. It might be NFC East bias, but I do not see it. Um, but these lines are at home, off the hard knocks, the Dan Campbells, man. Like, I don't – I'm leaning lines here just because I don't want to believe in the Eagles hype, and I don't want to be, like, too sucked up into the hard knocks thing. So, again, this, this is a – on my scale of, I don't have too much for week one, but gun to my head, I'm leaning lines here to cover the four points. Yeah, it's nearly a stay away from me. I think I have it a stay away on the sheet. Uh, Keys, what do you think about this game? Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I put down a really strong like on the Bucks. People Eagles. may have. Oh, we 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 moved on to the Eagles game right now. My fault, man. I'm looking at I'm looking at the spread. That's my fault. Oh, I, oh man, no yeah, way I miss like I miss Soundman soliloquy on Dan Campbell. Uh, I get crazy. it. I get it next week. I'll get it next week. But anyway, I got I got a like on the Eagles here, man. Uh, There's another flag I'm I'm playing. Uh, I'm a big believer in this Eagles offense this year, um, and I actually don't hate the Lions this year. I'm 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 kind of high on them, but I, I'm a big believer in the Eagles offense. I feel like they're getting slapped on. They're getting priced right. 
uh, them picking up AJ Brown. I know a wide receiver doesn't really move the line, but uh, people discount how much he actually moved the Titans offense. Uh, having someone like that dynamic that literally is always going to win every one-on-one uh, on the outside, it, it makes defenses adjust out. <laughs> Derrick Henry was great before. I'm sure he's going to be – well, I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> I know he has potential to be great after. Um, but there is something to be said about uh, his splits with playing with and without A.J. Brown. Um, and I think that's only going to be like – that's good. That's a he's like one of them ones. They, they got one of them ones on the outside this year. Um, a quarterback that – uh, if you want to look at it, it has an interesting career arc, just like uh, a Josh Allen. Uh, Jalen Hurts, if you look at him and Josh Allen's career, going into his third year, uh, you could say he played a little better than Josh Allen's second year that he did last year, um, with less, with not even a whole rookie season behind him. So uh, this is just more a play on the Eagles. I'm running them uh, for a little while just to, until until they until they prove me completely wrong. No, to quickly um, piggyback on that, Keith, I definitely agree. Like, I feel like I'm, um, it's a stay away from me right now because it's just so much hype in both ways. But this definitely could be, you could just look up and just be like, oh, yeah, they just beat these guys 37 to 8. Uh, you know, a, definitely a dynamic offense, potentially. Ron, what do you think about this game? I have nothing for this game. I respect that. You know what game I have nothing for? I want to quickly see if uh, it looks like it's another stay away. Uh, Panthers, Browns, you know, I got nothing no. for them. I'm not betting on my team. Just wanted to throw that out there. Any, anybody got anything? Uh, I'm with Baker. I didn't see a line on the sheet, but just like, you know, when I got my popcorn out, when that day comes, Sunday comes. And, you it's, know, a pick em. it's a pick em. Yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for Baker. I'm rooting for Baker. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not touching him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me neither. I just wanted to quickly throw it out there. So shout out to him. Go, go get him, Baker. Emotions the Panthers. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about favorite teams here. Let's get into Soundman's favorite team. The Jaguars are catching two and a half points. Washington Commanders are favored by two and a half at home. Total of 44. Looks like a double like here. Keith, you want to start it off? Uh, Yeah, I mean, like... I- I love the commies here. Uh, that's, that's <laughs> Is that what we're calling them? Yes, yes sir. that's exactly commies. what we're calling them. Let's go, <laughs> commies, man. Uh, I mean, it has it has a little to do with the commies uh, in that the fact that I do think they're a better team than the Jaguars. More so the fact that, sad that I saw that the Jaguars are completely terrible against the NFC. Like, they legit never win. Um, so if I'm getting, the, getting Washington to win by a field goal here, I'll take the points. Um, but it's honestly... <laughs> Knowing, knowing the Washington football team, Tommies, uh, <laughs> I would look at to see what the odds are just for just playing them with the money line because they're, <laughs> if you're going to play this game, uh, they're definitely a, a team where it's like anything can happen. So the two, <laughs> the them winning by one point would not would not uh, surprise me either. Like screeching, you know, stretching one out against the Jags, and then you know it'll be their year. But I definitely not. I'm, <laughs> I'm not betting with the Jaguars. Um, I don't care. I mean, I'm not going to blame all of that last year on Urban Meyer. One man could not have uh, been the reason for all of that. So until they show me otherwise, uh, I'm, riding, yeah, I mean, riding with- I'm riding with you here as well. I think this is a, a potential best bet for me. Um, Washington football team laying the two and a half. This line moved from four down to two and a half. Um, like, you know, nothing major on either side. Like I talked about with the Patriots game, no major injuries. I think Carson Wentz is getting a little underrated as far as like value, as far as like being a productive quarterback. I think he can go out here and beat this Jaguars team that gave him fits the last time he saw him, right? So um, I think that, you know, sort of a revenge spot here as well for him. 
Um, Doug Peterson, four and one against the spread uh, in opening games. So I did want to point that out. But I think Washington football team definitely has some value here, especially when you think about the fact that Ron Rivera seat is definitely uh, gotten hotter yeah. the last year or so. Yeah. And then the, the commies this year have four teams off of a mini buy. That means, you know, they play Thursday and then play Sunday the following week. They play four teams off a of mini buy after week nine. That's a true disadvantage. So they want to start to pick up these wins early. I think the minus two and a half has some value here. So I like the Washington commies minus two and a half versus the Jaguars. Ron, what you think? Yeah, I, this is one of the few games I wouldn't mind laying. And it just really because it has no correlation with any real trends, any division trends, any of that really. And then, you know, you kind of piggyback on what you just said there with the uh, Ryan Rivera, Ron Rivera hot seat situation going on there. Fading uh, a first year coach uh, coming out of Jacksonville this year on the road. You know, Super Bowl not, champion not, winning coach, though. Yeah, okay. Show me that in 2022 with Jacksonville Jaguars. I think Trevor Lawrence will be better this year, but I, like you said, I mean, it's, we're going to have to see something from them before I think we can believe in them. I think the, I mean, we're, we're talking about a Washington football team that really underachieved last year and a team that, you know, you know how it is up there in that area in terms of like backing that team. The, the morale in the city is never usually crazy high on them, you know, after four weeks, you know, it's, it's usually looking for the pessimistic out. But I think this year is one of those years they can get off to one of those fast starts, specifically starting here. So laying the flat, uh, the, the you know, small two and a half here at home, I'd lay it before I'd catch it with Jacksonville. Yeah, they got something to play for, for sure. Yeah. You, baby. <laughs> All right, sound man, stay away from you, fans fan. Absolutely. <laughs> got to respect. It looks like another stay away here is we're in the uh, theme of favorite teams. The Raiders are catching three. At the Chargers, uh, Keith looks like a stay away for you. Uh, I mean, I'm a stay away because this is my nature, but it's honestly a like on the Chargers here. Uh, everything we know about them, these are the games they win. Uh, they'll probably blow us out. Uh, it's week one. Uh, <laughs> you know, expectations are high, but they don't really have to prove it yet. So they're going to they're gonna make you think they're good. They'll probably blow out the Raiders week one. Uh, catches again later in the season, though. We'll see when, when stuff matters. Yeah, I uh looks like Soundman says popcorn. Uh I respect that. But uh yeah, for me, I, I quickly I just lean with the Chargers minus the three. I was kind of on the Raiders at plus three and a half at one point this offseason. However, when I started thinking about their offensive line in the past four to five years drafting, uh I just chose to not do that. So I'll just lean with the Chargers dynamic quarterback, uh, and hopefully they can get that defense a little uh together this year. Uh Rome, what do you think about this game? I don't have much for this game. I think uh, if you want to play this game, I think the best angle, I know everybody's going to have their teasers and everything out there this week. I think the best angle would be teasing the over, uh, just teasing this point total down if, if you're going to tease this game. I think the over on the regular line is pretty good as well. Um, but it I, I would not tease, you know, uh, the Raiders up to seven. Now, the only thing I would touch on this game would be the total. All right, let's keep it moving, gentlemen. Uh, let's see anybody got, oh. Sound man. All right, we got the Giants at the Titans. Titans uh, laying five and a half at home. Um, we know uh, the Giants have been pretty good uh, in this spot. Road dog over the past few years. Sound man, you got a like on the Titans. Talk to me. <laughs> yeah, man. Not today. Not today for the Giants to be good in this spot, man. This is a pure fans fan here. 
Derrick Henry, welcome back, man. Come on, man. Just just annihilate these guys at the crib, bro. They're not today. Not today for the Giants to to cover this five and a half, man. Like, just score a touchdown. Let's see what this new offense is. Who who do the Giants have, bro? Who do they have? Galladay is selling to block. I don't know who's catching passes for these guys. We're believing in Daniel Jones again. Like, they're saying how long until Tyrod gets in the damn game at this point. I don't know what's going on here. Like, I have nothing for the Giants. NFC bias, NFC East bias again, possibly, but bro, five and a half, just just beat these guys. I don't I don't see anything from the Giants that are telling me that they're gonna win or excuse me, lose by less than a touchdown here. Like this could be one of those again, like how you said you can look up and see the Eagles thirty eight to six. I think this could be one of them games as well. Like Titans are just gonna destroy the Giants here. And that's that's funny. Another NFC East blowout type of game here. But I, I love the Titans here. Fans fan perspective. <laughs> All right, Keith, you're leaning the other way, it looks like. Yeah, I, I mean, it's definitely just a lean for me. Uh, I feel like the look ahead was um, six and a half. I feel like that was a lot of points. Five still is a lot of points for a team that I'm ultimately downgrading on the year. Um, I mean, I feel like most would be. Uh, you say, <laughs> it's funny that Salman brings up, I guess, the, the Giants' weapons or lack thereof on the outside. Uh, I would take their wide receiver core over – over the the titans right now i would too uh any day especially when you consider the fact that they're a star rookie that they drafted to replace aj brown who i just you know talked i had a soliloquy about how he's so dominant is a little banged up right now um yes sterling shepherd is uh, you know the easy target right now to get picked on i mean not sterling shepherd kenny galladay is like he's he's a sack of potatoes everybody's thinking that but i mean Kadarius tony uh again small sample size he left a lot of games early but He's looking like a dynamic receiver. They, they drafted Wandale. Sterling Shepard is still there. Uh, Saquon Buckley in the back. I mean, I feel like they have weapons enough to definitely, like, if you're a Daniel Jones supporter, you, like, you're not going to use that as a reason why like, he may or may not, um, you know what I mean, turn out in, in, in New York. But just in terms of the game, I have, I have a slight lean with the Giants. The way Soundman's talking, though, made me want to like it and, you know, put a little chicken on it. But honestly, that's crazy. We can uh, do that. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to. Do, I don't want to. Do. Okay. <laughs> Not the Giants week one. That's crazy. That's okay. crazy. But yeah, no, I, I lean Giants. Uh, just, just too many points for a Titans team. They like. I'm definitely not a believer in this offense. Um, I think yeah. it's going to be a downgrade for a, a older Derek. Uh, Derek Henry with like a, a metal plate in his foot. Same thing with me. I lean Giants here. Uh, they're 13 and nine against the spread as a road dog um, under Daniel Jones with the, as a quarterback. Um, not too strongly about it, but I do feel like they have a lot of weapons in um, Brian Dayball, um, bringing in like a Wandale Robinson to kind of play that Cole Beasley role. I think they can, you know, possibly keep this game close, three, four point game. So uh, I just lean with the Giants, but not too strong on it. Rome, what do you think? Uh, the only thing I like on this game, and when I say like, it means I'll be playing is the under. Um, you know, I think we'll get a heavy dose of Henry. Uh, and then, I mean, obviously the, the Giants are going to, they're going to come out with a new offense, but the best way for them to get going is to have some type of, you know, push from up front. I think that's what they've been lacking the past two, three years. They've been worse than the NFL in terms of offensive line. And, you know, you bring in a Brian Dable, he's a guy who's going to want to establish the run early, run off the clock. You're going to get some running with Henry. I think this could be a low scoring game here. So, uh, you know, I like the under, I haven't played it yet, but uh, I do like the under in this one. Do we believe in Saquon this year? Some guys want to think. Know. I think I think Dable's going to try to. So I mean, you got two two premier running backs in this game. When you say believe nope. in him, what do you what do you not believe? Like believe that he's healthy. Well, I mean, really, it's just it's not. It's not, not healthy. Good. 
Well, you're healthy, but I mean, this is one game, the first game of the season. So I think he'll be good for this game, right? So, I mean, that's that's a non-factor to me. I, I think mm. the only thing here to me really... I mean, what, the what problem really, in, in New York was always that, I guess with Saquon specifically, is they they kept trying to run him up the middle. Like, they were <laughs> they were trying to act like he was there. In any, at any level, even when he was in college, he was never that. He was more of a get-to-the-outside kind of guy. Uh, we right. keep talking about Brian Gable. I think he is smart enough to realize that, like not like the overgene. Um, so I think I do think he will try to use them in different situations. Uh, you know, I mean, more in the maybe even in the slot. You know, things that we we haven't seen from him literally since his rookie year. Um, so I mean, I, I think he's the most dynamic, one of the most, probably the most dynamic weapon they have on offense. And I think a smarter coach will realize that and give him the ball. Yeah, and and I, I think I think the last thing to, to touch on for the under that I like is is the fact that we have two you know premier running backs without a, a premier star quarterback on either side, and you know that often doesn't happen. In pro football, so I mean, when that does, you go with your best, your best horse. Week one, they were going to be going with their two best horses. That's going to be on the ground. So, Giants, the way they're stuck in all these games is defense and basically not turning the ball over. That's how they were covering the spreads. They obviously weren't winning the games, but the reason they were being able, they were able to cover the spread is because the other team wasn't able to score that much. So, the Giants can play keep away, and the Titans give us a heavy load, load of Henry. You know, this game stays under. Yeah, uh, Sam, man, just to quickly answer your question of Saquon, I can't call him, man. I just take this shit week <laughs> to week, brother. Uh, <laughs> a couple games left on the board. A few Super Bowl champions. Packers laying one at the Vikings. Chiefs laying six at the Cardinals. Bucks laying two and a half at the Cowboys. We don't necessarily have to compare contrast, but um, out of those three games, um, which ones do you guys like the most? And then... Um, you know, who who would you rather any totals out there as well? Yeah. Um, yeah, yep. let me know, Ron. Yeah, so I, I have a play on the total on the Chiefs Cardinals game. I think that game's going over. I've already played it. I think the line's only gonna go up. Uh obviously two offenses that are gonna look to score points. And I don't think Patrick Mahomes and that offense is gonna miss much of a beat without Tyreek Hill. Uh totals that I want to say 54 and a half right now. I got in at 54 and a half. Uh so so I look for that game to go over. And then in terms of uh, that Packers-Vikings game, the only thing I will say about that game is that line stinks. It smells really fishy. I wouldn't, I, I, I'm not rushing to the counter to play the Packers week one <laughs> like that on the line. No, nope, nope, nope. That's fair. Keith, what do you think? Uh, Super Bowl champs, who you rather ride with, who you rather fade? Uh. Wait, you, you messed me up with the Super Bowl chance. But so, yeah, Packers are laying one at the Vikings. Chiefs laying six at the Cardinals. Bucks laying two and a half at the Cowboys. All on the road. Okay, yeah. I, all the, Out of all those games, I definitely think I would – I mean, it's the highest, but I think I would rather lay it with the Chiefs. Uh, I agree with well, – I think the def, I mean, the offense is not going to miss a beat. Uh, dare I say maybe a little better than what we saw at times last year. Uh, they definitely mm-hmm. got stagnated at times. They – Sloppy. I think sloppy is a better word. Yeah, they got sloppy and they looked a little flustered. Well, Patrick Mahomes, we're used to seeing him like be graceful in those situations. They looked like that, like like every single play because the line was terrible. They used that Tyreek Hill money to make the line uh, better. So I'm I'm hoping. I mean, and finally, like we didn't we didn't know what we didn't know what was going on with CH last year. We thought he was just like literally a bum. They they let (laughs) us know at the end of the season, like oh, you know, I was kind of dealing with something. Kind of whack for the people that you know drafted him. What are we talking about there? Uh, the running back for for uh, Edwards. I'm basically making the point that we we think he's going to be healthy this year. Um, so like th- their running game was definitely a, a, a sore spot for them, uh, which was like you know a reason why like sometimes the offense looked look how it looked. But 
Um, basically, I'm I'm riding with the Chiefs if I had to pick up one of these games, but I, I don't mind riding with the Bucks either here. Um, but what's that line uh, right now? Two and a half. Right now. Two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to stay there. It's been moving from. I mean, you catch that two at some books, two and a half at other books. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to touch that. The game. injuries that the Cowboys dealing with. I mean, like both both teams dealing with injuries, especially with like their receivers and stuff. But I mean, I just take the Bucks like two and a half. Eh, the Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, we won last year, Bucks Cowboys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely Cowboys cover. Cowboys mm-hmm. cover that game. Sound man, Super Bowl champs. Who would you rather ride with, lay with on the road? So, just want to let you know, for all the the Sound Man Hive people here, man, this is this is a dream's dream right here, man. I love every single underdog in this situation. I'll start by saying that one of them is the Sound Man special. Um, as people have said, that line's been going crazy uh, between Packers and Vikings here. I've liked the Vikings for weeks now. Um, I already played them, and. Ooh, that on that. we got to already play them. We yeah, got to already play them. It, it, it's different seasons for, and I don't have it at one and a half. So let's start there. Um, secondly, but you got it. I got it at three. Plus three. 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 Plus three. His own sounds. Did this a while ago. Did this okay, a while ago. So okay, anyway, okay. so that so that's that on that. Secondly. Cardinals Chiefs here. I'm really just going off the Chiefs. Just we know they notoriously weren't covering last year. One and two, we know the Cardinals always start off strong here. So I do like the Cards plus six at the crib. Granted, uh, you know you don't got your receiver out here. Who who's here? Kyler, are you are you studying or you not? Who cares? Chiefs got a whole lot of new things on offense. Whatever they didn't cover last year for most of the time. I'm gonna just still ride with that trend. I like the Cardinals plus six here at the crib. And lastly, I like the Cowboys plus two and a half. And I hate liking the Cowboys because obviously NFC is biased here. But I just think there's not enough talk for these Cowboys this year, which I like as well. Because I, I fucking hate them. But I just feel like it's so much not talk going on with them that it's just like they might have this sneaky year. I think Maybe. they'll still end up winning the division personally. Because like I said, I don't believe in the Eagles. I said this earlier. I think they're still going to win the division at probably like 10 or 7 personally. Bucks, man. Tom Brady's over here, 45, having family vacations, wife <laughs> issues. Um, Godwin's like going to be on like a play restriction. Um, like your tight end is gone. Like the offense is, we don't know what's going on with the offense. Like Brady was gone for a whole week and a half. So like the chemistry might not be there. Um, they went on the road, I believe, last year. Like I said, the Cowboys covered last year. So it's like we're doing the same game all over again. Like, the game started off really great. It was in the Bucks' favor, and the Cowboys came back. And I just feel like it's so much, like, no talk around the Cowboys this year that this is the type of game that they're just – this is a Cowboys game to win right here. Like, just shut everything up. So I like all three of those, uh, those dogs yeah. here. But like I said, I played the Vikings already. So that's the one I feel the most confident in. I would probably go Cowboys second, sadly, and uh, give me the Cardinals, like I said, plus six, man. All right, can, all right. Can I uh, interest you in a in a growth, a growth okay. anti anti fans fan chicken bet? I wanna I wanna get you on the record betting on the Cowboys against Brady for a chicken sandwich, please. That's so crazy, this right? That's so this crazy. Make history. This can make history. <laughs> uh, you you bowed out early on the week one chicken bet, so I'm about to. Like, uh, I can't okay, do it. Now that we just discussed those three games, I, I don't know why, but I really just got a feel on how those three games are going to go and who's going to cover. I don't know. This is, when you said that underdog parlay, it made sense. 
I think the only one that you really got wrong was the uh, the Chiefs. What, what are they laying? Six and a half? What are they laying? Six. six. They laying six. six. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird because the Cardinals were quote unquote good last year, right? So Chiefs laying six right out the gate. The Cardinals I think that's the right. one. Huh? They were all right. Cardinals, Cardinals are great in the first 12 weeks. So right. They, they were great in those first 12 weeks, starting with week one. But they're catching six again this year. Last year, they were catching five and a half. So they, the books aren't stupid on the same team. So that just kind of put that in perspective for me. Cardinals were catching five and a half last year, week one against the Titans on the road. This year, they're catching six against the Chief team with question marks on offense and defense. I think that's the one that covers. Cowboys cover because I think I'm, I'm down on the Bucks this year. Too many distractions. First year coach again in Todd Boyles. I don't care what you say. Same system, same offense, same guys. It's a new guy on the sideline. So I, I think Bucks go under this year, when told. I think it starts with week one. Cowboys, obviously, with Dak not coming off whatever injury with the arm shit that he had going on last year. Uh, you know, I can see Cowboys covering. We all agree on the Vikings. That line doesn't make sense at all. And then I think the Chiefs are the ones that cover that game. That's how I think those three games go. Yeah, yeah quickly not- from oh, go ahead, go ahead, Keith. No, no, I just really like, before we move on from Sam, man, we can't let him get off the uh, the Cowboys are the like the unspoken like dark horse team. Like, yeah, come on, now. Like, I'm not saying they're the dark the horse team. I'm <laughs> saying nobody nobody's really talking about the, oh they're gonna be this and then it's nah. nobody's really saying nope. that. It's all Eagles talking. It's right all now. Eagles. It's all Eagles, bro. Uh, I thought you meant like no one's talking about the Cowboys at all. Yeah, yeah nobody's picking them because I feel like for yeah. real. <laughs> for sure. For this me, is like, this is like uh, this is a Cowboys game. It's pretty simple. Uh, who I would rather lay it in? Uh, I would rather definitely catch the points with the Cowboys at home night game. Um, we know that uh, the Bucks are um, just seven and ten against the spread as a roll fave since Brady's been there, um, and the Cowboys eight and two against the spread as a home dog under Dak Prescott. And then I think what's really not being talked about is Micah Parsons. When you lose two offensive linemen, uh, you know, um, in the offseason, two to three, you know, the Bucks are going to have to challenge with that. But Michael Parsons is a generational player, and I think he's going to be able to get out to Brady. So um, I would rather catch the two and a half there. But as we, if we're talking about laying it, give me the back-to-back MVP, man. Packers just a, a pick them, basically, minus one at the Vikings. New coach, first, uh, first-time first coach. I got to see it to believe it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, or the Packers under Aaron Rodgers, 52 and 34 against the spread division games. 36 and 30 is a role fave. I'll take that back to back MVP who got something to prove because he lost his best receiver. That's usually when I want Aaron Rodgers. So I would rather lay that one. And if I had to catch points, I'd do it with the Cowboys. But before we get out of here, gentlemen, we'll get into best bets. But tease me, teaser picks. Uh, yeah, let me see what you guys got for me. Um, uh, like- I'm kind of ready. Talk to me, wrong. Yeah, I only have two teaser picks. So teasers are paying minus 120. If your teasers are paying minus, less than, more than minus 120, you don't need to be touching it. P, do you still have the minus 115? Is that what you're about to say? Is that what you're about I, to get say? All, I can get it anywhere, baby. You know me, I'm shopping. You, you can find a two-leg teaser at minus 115. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just going to give you two legs. Uh, well, actually, I, I do have three legs. Jets up to 14. All right. Uh Patriots, Dolphins, total. Tease that up on the under. I want the under on that. It's at what 46. So I'll take it at the key number of 52. And then also um teasing the Vikings up to a touchdown. Those are three. All right. Uh Sal man, you ready? Yeah. Uh give me Raiders plus nine and give me the Jags plus 
eight and a half. Why do I feel like you just threw that out there? Raiders? Nope. Nobody had any good film on the Raiders. But you like that? See, I, did, I didn't I didn't have anything for it early. It was a popcorn, popcorn. game for me. I didn't get my shit okay. off. But okay. I believe the Raiders might win. It. I think it's a push, personally. It's minus three for Chargers. I think it's a push. Hey, hey, just a quick question on the Chargers before we get to Keys on the, on the best bets. Uh, are the Chargers past that hump of... Come on, win. Ron. We move past that. Come on, the game's about right, to go on. Let's right, move on. Right, Keys, right. what you game got? Game is on. on. The, the game we is get, on. We're getting five uh, or six points on these teams. Six. Okay, all right. So, uh, my first one, I'm going to tease the 49ers down to minus one. Uh, you know, basically, money line, you know, we need, we need them to win. Um, and then, I, we, didn't, we didn't necessarily touch on this game, but I'm also going to tease the Broncos down to, like, a half a point, minus half a point. No, yeah, that's uh, that's the Monday. Mike Curry's not having it. Mike Curry's not having it. No, sorry, Mike, but I like that. I like that's that. right. For me, <laughs> quickly, I'll take the Chiefs at a pick 'em. Cardinals, no Hopkins. Uh, Zach Ertz dealing with some injuries. Old line, I'm unsure of. So I'll take the Chiefs at a pick 'em. Andy Reid with a lot of time off, and I will also take the Patriots plus nine and a half. And let's get out of here, gentlemen. Best bets. Best bets. Rome is going with the Dolphins under 46 and a half. Also, the Jets plus seven. Um, I am going with the New England Patriots plus the three and a half. I'm also going to take Washington minus two. And the sound man special. Minnesota Vikings. Score!